In the name of God Almighty, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Most of you have probably heard the saying that no one on their deathbed ever says that they wish they had spent more time at work. And this may not be true of all people, but I think that this saying would apply to the vast majority of us. Each of our lives is a complexity of different interests and obligations. So it's easy to see why someone would choose not to be at work instead of with their loved ones. It's easy to see why someone would choose to take time for personal leisure and refreshment over more hours at the office or at the shop or at the construction site. In fact, I've known individuals who have struggled with the reality that their jobs prevented them from spending time in various sorts of ministries like helping the poor, the sick. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of data out there that tells us that balance in our lives is necessary to our physical and to our mental well-being. And that balance actually increases the productivity of the work that we do do. Our bodies and our spirits both require time to rest and to heal from all of the things that we're involved in, especially in this time in our world when our lives just seem so very busy. The balance that I'm talking about seeks to bring wholeness to our bodies and to our minds and to our spirits. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus tells his disciples about the necessity of the suffering, the death, and the resurrection that awaits him. As he has a tendency to do, Peter has something to say about all of this. And he begins to reprimand Jesus for saying such things. It seems that Peter just does not understand the role of the Messiah. In a most stern and direct way, Jesus argues against Peter's interpretation of the Messiah's role, going so far as to call Peter Satan. Because like Satan, Peter was setting his mind on the self-serving things of humans rather than on the divine things of God, the very creator of all things in the world of humans. Jesus then calls over the crowd who had gathered along with his disciples and tells them that those who want to save their life will lose it, and that those who lose their life for his sake will save it. Now, even though his disciples and the people gathered there did not grasp the meaning in what Jesus was saying, Jesus went on making his point. And referring to those who might choose to set their mind on human things, Jesus asks a question. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and to forfeit their life? And that's the question that any who wish to follow Jesus need to ask himself or herself, isn't it? For what will it profit me to gain the whole world and forfeit my life? Now, of course, Jesus is not talking about people losing their human lives. Jesus is not 
calling us to become martyrs, nor is the cross that Christians are to carry to be construed as justification to accept oppression and violence. The life that Jesus asks us to lose is the life of human selfishness that is insidiously and continuously working to divert our attention away from the message of the gospel and to move us toward a life of satisfying our human wants and desires. And please don't be misled by Jesus' demeanor in the story. He did not rebuke Peter out of disdain or hatred or anger. And in saying that those who want to save their life will lose it, Jesus was not pronouncing condemnation on them. On the contrary, rather than hatred and condemnation, Jesus was delivering some really good news. And that good news is that even, even in this self-serving human world in which God has placed us, God has also granted us his divine gift of the hope of salvation. Through God's grace and love for each one of us, we're able to possess hope, hope that our lives can indeed be saved. But how do we? How do we lose our lives in order to save our lives? Just how do we begin this journey of taking up our crosses and following Jesus? Well, it seems to me that the first step is for us to understand the role of Jesus as the Messiah, the one who came to save us. But I don't think that we can fully understand Jesus' role in our salvation unless we have a relationship with God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And to do that, requires balance in our lives. I'm sure that you're familiar with the term Sabbath. Both Jewish and Christian tradition consider Sabbath to be a time of worship and rest. I believe that each one of us needs that Sabbath rest in order to set aside human things and refocus our minds on the divine things of God Almighty that rest, that Sabbath time, allows us much-needed space in our world to grow closer to God. And in growing closer to God, we can then begin to understand Jesus' role as our Messiah. I believe it's safe to say that Jesus did not come to fix things, as perhaps Peter may have thought. Jesus' role was to bring about the good news of hope. The hope that none of us, not a single one of us, ever needs to dread eternal death. Indeed, there's already plenty to dread in this earthly world in which we live, isn't there? At times, I'm sure that some of you may feel the pain of hopelessness, deep and agonizing hopelessness. I know that I have. But through God's mercy, through God's love for each one of us, we don't have to live that way a single day longer. 
what we do have to live, we do have to live in, we do not have to live in, I'll get this out, in hopelessness because Jesus has come among us to be our very hope. That through the death of his human body and his resurrection to new life, we too may receive eternal life when our own human bodies cease to live. But this new life that Jesus offers to us is not free. Jesus makes that clear when he tells us that we must take up the cross of self-denial and live not for ourselves, but for the sake of Jesus and for the sake of the good news of hope that Jesus proclaimed in his very life and that Jesus proclaimed through his death and his resurrection. The season of Lent is a time when we're encouraged to seek balance in our lives, to seek Sabbath time so that each and every one of us may become closer to God and to more fully set our minds on divine things as we seek our own salvation. Surely this is God's desire for all who live in our human world. And so, the same question that Jesus asked the crowd is now before us. What will it profit us to gain the whole world and forfeit our lives? Well, I'm pretty sure that in our hearts, each one of us already has the answer. And perhaps we just need to give ourselves over to a little more Sabbath time with God to hear what that answer is. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.